Welcome to the Nourished Souls Podcast. Your coaches, Jasmine and Michaela, are passionate about helping you on your journey to living a healthier and happier life through mind, body, and soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Nourished Souls Podcast. Today, Jasmine and I have back again, Derek White. And today we're going to be talking about relationships, but with a twist on mental health. So Derek, once again, thank you for joining us. We're super excited to have you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me back on the podcast, right? It's always a true privilege to, to be able to be back and to speak more about relationships, but also, you know, how we can get better in them holistically, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. one thing, right? One thing that's been on top of mind for me, and again, I'm curious to get both of your take on this, right? Is yes, we talk a lot about relationships or we have, but how does mental health play a role in your relationships, Right. And so uh, the reason why I want to bring this up is especially in a time of now, right, where mental health is getting more awareness than it ever has, in my opinion, uh, at least in my entire existence. What can we do to help increase more awareness in mental health, but specifically to relationships? Right. Um, Again, we talked a little bit before about what it's like to be in a relationship that is highly toxic, but then also if you remember, I, I probed you, I probed both of you with, with questions of like, what does a healthy relationship look like to you? So that's what I'm going to start off with. And then we can, we can definitely, I'd love to dive deeper into that, right? So if we were to think of a very toxic relationship, what are some of the feelings that come to mind for the both of you? Mm, I know for me, because I've been in that situation, is um, always feeling the need to please. Like you feel like your needs are not important it's more of like catering towards your partner, a lot of uneasiness, a lot of unhappiness. And um, just, just being content with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Michaela? A lot of those same things as well. I'm actually thinking about my last relationship and I'm actually physically feeling some of these things, even though I know it's all, it's all mental, like those things come up. Um, fear to some extent, just fear of maybe displeasing the other person or making them mad and having a bad reaction. The feeling of always having to walk on eggshells, um, not being able to be your true self because you're always worried about what the other person is thinking about you, how they're going to react. Um, always wanting to agree with that person. Um, Manipulation comes up a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'd say those are pretty much the main ones that I would, that I was feeling. Yeah, well, thank you both for sharing, right? Because again, there's a lot of correspondence. There's a lot of similarity in both of these. Jasmine, you spoke very highly, again, of people pleasing, right? Like, yes, in relationships, we love to give, but in all reality, we're humans and we love to receive in, in the same extent. So what if we continually give, but we're not receiving? What does that do to our psyche? How does that make us think about ourselves? And how does that make us think in regards to multiple other areas, such as our worth, right? Uh, our happiness, our fulfillment, our purpose even, right? Especially for those that just, they are not in a relationship, but they so eagerly want to be in one every 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 which way they can because they're so scared of being alone. But Michaela, you brought up, I think, the core, the core root of it, right, which is, is fear. Um, it all resides down into fear. 
And when we are living from a place of fear, then we are more likely to bring more of that into our reality. And so it's a, it's a very difficult concept, but it, it's very simplistic at the same sense of the more we add simplicity or the more we add awareness to our lives, the more we can actually curb and subside those feelings of unworthiness, of wanting to people please because we're doing it out of a place of lack, right? Um, but also in a sense, it doesn't drain us emotionally and mentally, right? Um, oftentimes I've been in relationships, very, very toxic relationships where I've always asked the question, what is wrong with me, right? If I can't please them or if I can't do what they're wanting or if I can't make them happy, what is wrong with me? And what that actually creates for me is a high level of anxiety. I start to hyperventilate, uh, had some panic disorder uh, experiences in my, in my own life, right? And then at the same time, I'm constantly in my head overthinking, you know, literally if that 87,000 thoughts a day. So my question to you is, because I feel like, again, we can relate to this on every level. Jasmine and Michaela, what do you do in your own life when you start having a million thoughts blow through your mind in regards to relationships of people pleasing or living in fear or not feeling like you're, you're doing enough in the relationship or feeling like you will be judged if you are your true self, right? Again, multiple different concepts. What do you do to curb that? Well, I used to get trapped in the thoughts and those feelings. And I used to think that those thoughts were the truth. And they weren't. I used to get caught up in that cycle, put the blame on myself and really just negate myself. And I was just not happy. And I noticed that those same patterns came up in my last relationship. And at that point, I knew it had to end. It was not something that was ever going to be productive. So at that point, it was cutting that person out of my life for a certain amount of time to actually understand, okay, what are the triggers? What are the thoughts that I'm, or what are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What are the emotions that I'm feeling? Are they linear? Do they stem from one place? Was it from a situation from him or was it something from my past that he kind of brought up? So for me, it was taking a step back and really taking time with myself to look at the emotions and the thoughts. Some of them I actually had to physically write down because my mind was just so just boggled with everything going on that I could not physically think about it. So I would write things down and the more that I wrote, which helps me, I was able to find the solutions and actually find out where those things were stemming from. And from that, a lot of the patterns I had actually carried with me ever since I was a kid. And I thought that I had gotten rid of those, but I, I clearly didn't. So I was able to kind of create a map and kind of go backwards saying, okay, here's this thought and emotion. Here's where I thought it initially came from. Okay. Have I experienced this before? Ooh, yeah. Maybe in three different places and then kind of backtrack to when I was little and say, Oh shit. That actually came from, you know, a family pattern that I picked up growing up. So that's one of the biggest things that has helped me is kind of backtracking. Yeah, um, my both before and after my spiritual awakening journey, I think for me, I we talked about this in the pod, the previous podcast. I had a habit of finding 
the same type of person, but it was a reflection of my insecurities and a lot of unhealed trauma. So when those relationships would end, because I would subconsciously know that that was thing bringing up old traumas, but consciously I was acting, act, trying to actively heal myself through these people. And when it didn't work out, I would kind of implode from the inside out and I would go through these depressive bouts. You know, I, I just can't be with anyone. I don't deserve anyone versus now, now that I'm in a completely different relationship and I healed from those. If I ever feel overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, we need to take a step back. I am woman enough and he's made enough to say, okay, let's take a break. Let's, or let's talk it out and share what's going on, have a healthy conversation. But I also have to, I'm a big visual person as Michaela mentioned. So I, sometimes I have to write things out and just, even if I don't know where to start, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? And um, sometimes, unfortunately, it does go back to those unhealed traumas I had as a kid, but sometimes it, it's from new things I didn't really know. But again, if I wasn't as visual as I was, I would just keep going, like the, the wheels would keep going until I just like fell off a cliff. So I have to stop and essentially reset now if I ever feel those, those toxic qualities coming back. And to be honest, on another note, sometimes it's from me. It's not from my partner. I'm doing it. Yeah. So ladies, again, I love this, right? So if you are not listening intently right now, we've been 10 minutes in and we're already as deep as we possibly can be uh, in regards to mental health and relationships. And again, Jasmine and Michaela being so vulnerable to, to share in this space. So one question again, Jasmine, uh, again, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 30. Okay. Michaela? 26. Okay, so listeners, think of this, right? We have a 30-year-old, we have a 26-year-old, and we have a 33-year-old. This does not happen overnight. And that's one of the biggest things that I want to remind everybody is that it takes sometimes a lifetime for us to identify, figure out, resolve, and remedy the traumas that we have, have experienced in our lives. And to Jasmine's point, the new ones that have come up throughout our life, right? You are very much in control of your life, but you're not always completely in control of what happens to you especially from an outward perspective. And I think, again, we need to remember that we need to be one, gentle with ourselves. And that's what I love that Jasmine and Michaela both shared their testimony in this space, because if you were asking yourself, how can I heal from my current situation with my own thoughts, my own emotions, and my own mental health issues, they both just gave tremendous amount of information that you can take back. So if you don't remember what that is, Go ahead and rewind the podcast, rewind the episode, go ahead and jot down those great practices and go ahead and start to implement them because that's what it all comes down to is self-reflection and self-awareness. And more, more than ever in a time like now, we need more of this. And we also need a community and a tribe of individuals and people that will allow us to share this level of intellect, this level of deepness, this level of our heart and our pain because if we don't have that community, then it's likely that we're just going to go about it alone and it's, we're actually just going to dig a deeper hole. So what does that mean from a relationship perspective? Well, it helps you identify more than ever the type of person that you want in your life. Jasmine spoke to this and Michaela spoke to her previous. And one thing, Michaela, we're going to get back to that you mentioned, right, is that you said took a short break or a short little stint away from this individual. But I'm curious to see what happened after some time and then what, what that actually transpired into. Maybe it was nothing and maybe it was something. But just like Jasmine was talking about, right, where she can take a step back and say, hey, I think it's time that I just spend some alone time 
with myself and I start to, you know, dive into my own emotions, into my own thoughts, into, into the own healing that I need. And he's able to hold that space and be like, all right, babe, go ahead, do your thing, right? Like, I will be here when you come back. I will be here to support you, love you and care for you when you're ready, right? And that is what is known as a healthy relationship and a healthy approach to mental health specifically within relationships. Now, the toxic side of that, right, is you're thinking it from a me, me, me perspective, right? So for an example, if I was in a relationship with either one of you, right, and you were to come to me and say, hey, I need some space. And I was like, wait, wait, what's, no, 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 you can't be doing that. What's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? Now I'm just adding to the burden, right? Because my codependence comes into the play and codependence, which leads back to Michaela's point of fear, right? And a lack of something within yourself actually adds to that burden. And oftentimes people, right, it's hard for them to identify that that is something that they can actually change um, by just giving some space and just sitting in, in their own self and their own body and showing some self-love, right? So, Michaela, back to that point, right? You said you, you, you took a step back from your old relationship, right? And then there was a gap. So what happened after that gap? Did you guys get back together? Did you separate forever? Are you guys best friends now? Are you acquaintances? Like, what's the deal? Um, <laughs> separated in not good terms. And then we talked things out and it was okay. And now it's just kind of, eh. I mean, I think we wanted, we, we know that we're better as friends, but even then there's still like this tension, I guess. Um, but for me, I know it's best to have that distance because and I'm sure people can relate. There is, this is like the weirdest relationship that I've ever been in because I found myself being very codependent and I was not aware to that. And I thought that I had gotten past all of this. And when I am in that relationship, there were fights and it was kind of like, okay, we'll take a couple of days to cool off. Each of us kind of like, you know, take our time, think about it. And then I would feel really confident and say, okay, you know what? This is where it came from. This is how I feel and why. And then we would approach the conversation. But then when I would speak my side, be like, okay, yeah. But then wait, here, here's, here's what I'm feeling. And it was very dismissive. And it, I was thrown back into this place of, I, my feelings don't matter. My opinions are nothing. And it was very confusing and it was very toxic, but it was at the same time, it was so hard for me to not just say, okay, you know what, this is not what I need and just walk away. I kept saying, okay, well, maybe there's something that I need to learn. And I noticed myself going back to, okay, maybe it's something that I did. Maybe it's something that I said, maybe it's something that I didn't do or didn't say. Um, so at that point saying, okay, you know what, like, this is not good. This is not healthy. Just completely just cut off by, and then it was kind of like, okay, well, you know what, that was the old me. I would have done that, but now it's kind of like, okay, I'm an adult. Like we're adults. It's fine. We can have a normal conversation and be completely amicable with each other, but it's just knowing that boundary of, okay, like, this is what it is. It can't be anything more than that. No. Yeah. I love that. So this is why I love relationships, you guys. Okay. So no matter what relationship we've been in, 
whether it was tremendously toxic or if even if it's tremendously great, right? And maybe it just didn't work out. It's a gift. It is one of the most beautiful gifts that you can ever receive. Michaela, going forward, is going to know even more of what she wants in her relationship because of what took place in her past. Jasmine, you know this as well, right? Again, we've experienced this to some degree, and that's honestly how it's going to continue to happen unless we continually fall into the same situations, right? So going for the same type of people over and over again. But even then, those are just multiple gifts because you're going to learn that lesson as many times as you need to until you actually move on from it, right? So in a sense, Michaela, even in this situation, right, where you have a partner uh, of whom you were highly affectionate with, you loved deeply, you cared about deeply, and then let's say it doesn't end, you know, cordially, Next thing you know, it's like, wait, I'm very mad at you and I'm very angry with you and all these other things, all these other emotions that come into play. And the next thing you know, if you take a step back, you're like, holy shit, thank you, right? Thank you for teaching me and showing me everything that I do not want in a relationship. And honestly, vice versa. Um, If this individual happens to be listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that they also understand that you gifted them with the same opportunity right? We are just as much of the gift as we are receiving the gift. Now, one thing that comes into play when it comes in regards to mental health and relationships, and I kind of tie it back to the the people pleasing is why the hell do we continually talk ourselves into staying into a relationship? Why do we do it? Right? It's because something deep within ourselves is not enough. Something deeply inside of ourselves is not enough. And, and the reason why that is so difficult, right? Is because it's so incorrect. It is the biggest lie that you will ever tell yourself or that anybody will ever tell yourself. And that alone by you feeling and thinking that you are not enough leads to anxiety, leads to depression, right? Leads to you just sleeping all damn day because you don't know what to do with your life or even want to do anything with your life. Keeps you away from people that you actually love and adore and want to spend time with that will actually provide immense amount of dopamine levels that you would need, right, to actually bring happiness into your life. So especially now in a time like this, right, where a lot of people are feeling alone, the number one thing that I'm going to talk about right now is the best relationship that you can ever have is the relationship with yourself. Why? Because you are 100%, you are never alone. You will always have yourself right? You will always have your God, your higher power, your spirit, whatever it is that you believe in, but you'll always have your soul deep within you. So in reality, you are never alone, but those feelings that are coming up, that's where, again, I recommend that you, you rewind this episode and you go back to Jasmine and Michaela's testimony and you actually write down and you, and you self-reflect and you bring self-awareness to what that feeling is, why you have this feeling and what you actually want to do about it. A lot of times we just dwell and wallow in those, in those really fucked up emotions and feelings, and it actually just cultivates more and more of that, right? So I'm just curious, okay? And, I, and I'll share my testimony first, but I'm curious, Michaela and Jasmine, like what you're doing currently in this state of mind, right? Again, let's, let's, let's just think of a relationship with ourselves. How are we coping? How are we managing? How are we even thriving in a time like now? right? Where we are really alone more than ever, right? We're secluded more than we ever have been. We're in our heads even more, right? That study of 67,000 to 87,000 thoughts, I almost guarantee, I haven't done a study on it, but I almost guarantee that's already in the hundreds of thousands now, right? Because again, there's so much more that's coming into it. We know suicide is an all-time high, 
right? Our country is what it is. I mean, I don't even have to say any more about that because everybody knows what's going on. Even if you don't want to hear about it, you know what's going on, right? So what I have been doing, right, is I use a lot of different natural remedies. I use Palo Santo. I burn it in my space often, right, to help clear a lot of the energies and bring in a lot of the, the positive energies that I want to feel. I use a lot of white sage that I burn as well, right, that helps eliminate a lot of the negative energy so that I can control my space holistically. So when a bad thought comes in, right, I'm not dwelling in it. But I also utilize my journal. I utilize my writing opportunities to go ahead and sit down. I write down the why or the feeling first, and then I write down, I write down the why behind it. Once I have those two key elements, then I literally meditate, right? I meditate for five to 10 minutes, short little bursts of meditation, and that helps bring up that memory. Now, we don't have to relive that memory. I'm just going to say that right now because some people are like, oh, hell no, Derek. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to relive you know, what took place. I don't want to even think about it. You don't have to, right? All you need to do is sit with the feeling, meditate on the feeling, and then release it holistically. And you're probably thinking, well, how do I release it? Well, before me, me, Jasmine and Michaela even get on this call, what do we do? We breathe. We utilize our breath to exchange the energy of releasing any type of negative vibes, any type of negative energies completely from the inside out. And as you breathe out, it literally moves into Mother Earth. It moves into our atmosphere. And then what she does is recycles all of that beautiful energy into positivity, right? So she does the work for us. All you have to do is completely breathe that out. So again, I identify the emotion. I write down the emotion. I meditate for five to 10 minutes on said emotion. And then I, I utilize my breath work to help release that emotion. So Jasmine and Michaela, what are you currently doing right now that you feel your listeners definitely need to hear in regards to your self-relationship or your self-help practice when, in regards to getting a peace of mind in this current state of, of life that, that we're in? Um, I know for me, and especially for, well, both men and women, uh, I have upped my vitamins. So a lot of vitamin D, a lot of vitamin C, especially um, if you're in the house all the time, you're not getting enough sun and um, all these other nutrients from Mother Earth. So one of my, and I call them non-negotiables. Um, I've recently incorporated the savers method, which every morning for 10 minutes, you do scripting, write affirmations, you move your body, um, you exercise, and um, you write, uh, I said scripting. So you do each one of those for 10 minutes. And then I'll also, I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's also on my page. But getting outside, if the weather is nice, moving your body is so vital because um, if you're in the house all day, if you're working from home, it's going to get to you eventually. That's something that, you know, at first we all love, but now we're seven, eight months into quarantine and it's, it's definitely gotten to me. So going for a long walk, sometimes without music, just to hear the wind and the leaves and the trees and really taking care of yourself. I've incorporated eating clean um, because, you know, if a lot of us can sit here and assess our eating habits and say, have I really, you know, you might've started quarantine off. Okay. But as time gone on, has gone on, you might've regressed in some old patterns. So I do a lot of assessing maybe every other month or lately once a month to see like, how am I feeling? What's coming up for me? How am I feeling physically as well? What vitamins do I need? Am I getting outside? And um, those have, and of course, what you said, journaling. But those little, they seem so little. 
but I can tell when I fall off track, every time I look back in hindsight, it's because I stopped doing those things. For me, it's a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> it's taking care of my body. Cause when I physically feel good, I mentally feel good. And then I know where I am, who I am, and I'm able to make better decisions. So same with Jasmine, getting out in nature, eating well, moving my body, um, listening to music and singing and dancing. It's one thing that I love to do as a kid and it always brings me back to this just really happy place. So doing that a lot, um, journaling, just, and also being surrounded by loved ones. And it's not too, like, see, okay, well, let's see how good I am of a person when I'm surrounded by, by these people. It's more of, okay, these are actually people that I genuinely connect with. And when I'm with them, I feel like myself, I'm able to be myself, speak my thoughts, um, speak my opinions, feel heard, feel safe, feel secure. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that I think I pushed away a lot when I was younger. Um, so I think reconnecting with the people that, you know, helped raise me, my parents and everything, and just reconnecting to different parts of myself that I might not have realized has really allowed me to find more about myself, my patternings, my thoughts, and just, again, you know, making those decisions based off, okay, well, that didn't work for me. We'll scratch that off. It's okay. It's not a mistake. It's a learning experience. And then moving on to the next thing. Yeah, I love that, Michaela. Man, if, in case you didn't catch what she just said, this is something that all women want to feel safe, to feel heard, and to feel secure. Now, it's not your responsibility, men, to make them feel secure, right? But it is your responsibility as a partner to hold that container for your queen so that they can feel secure for themselves while you are holding your own container. And in turn, she will also do the same. I think oftentimes when it comes to relationships, we always think that we need to do A, B, and C for this other person, right? Um, again, like my, your happiness is based on if I can make you happy. That is, that's, that's the definition of codependency. That's also the definition of some form or fashion of also mental illness, right? Because again, you're literally putting all of your energy completely into that other individual to make them feel all these different ways. But in reality, the only person that has the choice of how they feel is that other person. You can't choose for that other person because that other person is not you, right? So again, men, in case you didn't hear it again, safe, heard, and secure, right? And that's why, again, if we talk about mental health in, in a, on a large scale, it's so big, right? So, I mean, we could probably make like 37 different episodes specifically to each mental health uh, area within a relationship, right? But I think the biggest takeaway, some of the biggest things that, that we need to talk about again is one, having a sound, correlating, spiritual, soulful relationship with yourself. And that starts with you self-reflecting and bringing more self-awareness to what your wants are, to what your needs are, and what type of relationship that you're currently, you know, calling in or even having. If you're already in a relationship, reevaluate that relationship. 
it's likely that you're already reevaluating. You just don't know that you are. So again, all you need to do is bring more awareness to that perspective. And if there's something that you don't like, talk to your partner about it. That's one of the biggest opportunities when it comes to a relationship, especially with mental health, is we do not talk enough about it, right? And even in this type of episode, even in this type of, of, of podcast, right, on this situation, it's very difficult, right? Like you can even feel the energy. Those that are tuning in, you can feel it's a little bit like lower vibration, but it doesn't need to be. Just because mental health is a very difficult topic and there's a lot of pain that comes from it, right? There's a lot of sorrow that comes from it. There's a lot of other different emotions. That doesn't mean that it has to be something that is very dark, right? And very low vibration. It does not need to be like that. We make it like that because it's such a taboo to talk about this. And that honestly, you guys, is such a, such a bunch of bullshit. We need to talk about this more. We need you to open up more in your relationships. Your partner wants you to up, open up more in your relationships and share more of your heart, share more of your soul. Honestly, share more of the traumas that you've also experienced because that, that's what's going to make. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Jasmine? So I have a question. Um, and I know I've experienced, I know some of our followers or listeners will too. What if you're afraid to be vulnerable and share those things? What if it's hard for you to be that way? What do you recommend? Which again is like 95% of, of the listeners as well as the community and society, right? It is going to be scary. Um, we're not going to sugarcoat that. By all means, it's always going to be scary, to be honest with you, to some degree. It doesn't matter how many times you see, speak about it. So my recommendation is one, you sit with it and you ask yourself, why? Why am I unable to share this? Why am I scared to share this? And what you're going to find is just by asking the simple question of why, you're going to find the root cause and the answers very quickly to the, to the question that you just asked. Because again, it could be, I don't feel comfortable enough because I don't trust this individual. I don't feel comfortable enough because I don't feel like I will be heard by this individual. I don't feel comfortable enough sharing this because I will be judged by this individual or by my partner. And in reality, all that is is a a mere reflection of yourself, meaning you don't trust yourself. You are not hearing yourself or listening to yourself, right? And that's what the core comes down to is the better relationship that you have with yourself, the better relationship you will have holistically with everything else around you. But my biggest recommendation is step into that fear, no matter how hard it is, and know that just like the saying says, at every, or down every black tunnel or dark tunnel, there's always light at the end of that tunnel. And that is 100% truth. And those that haven't been able to experience it, I'm asking for your trust right here and now to just try it. Try it a few times. Try it more than a few times. And once you get to that light, please share your testimony with the world because the world needs to hear what it is that you just experienced and what you have to say about it, right? So I guess my question back to that, Jasmine, is what have you done when it's been too scary? What have you done to help find that light through that dark tunnel? That, but I think to some extent when I, especially if I'm talking to a partner or even a friend, um, telling them that this is hard for me to share, but I think it's important. And sometimes there's, I don't want to even say sometimes, there's so much power in just sharing how you're feeling in that moment. And, you know, I'm really fucking scared to say this because I'm afraid that you may not like me or you're going to get more upset. 
but you hurt me in this way or I'm upset or I need a break because of A, B, and C. Just being open and honest. So that's another question I have for you, Jasmine, is honesty, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes we don't want to share the full story, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we only want to give like little short or, or little snippets, if you will, of that story. And, and you already answered the question, right, is I will gain more power, power of my own self by sharing my full testimony. So when you get to that moment, Jasmine, where you're only giving some of those snippets, because we've all done this, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like, what do you do internally to overcome that snippet and be more self-aware and be like, hey, like, yo, girl, like, let's kick you into the gear, right? I need to share more. I need to be more open. I need to challenge myself even more. So can you explain or elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. That's actually a good question. I'm going to start with before when I would hide those snippets, that was a reflection of me, just not maybe. Hmm. That's a good question. But I think back in the day before I would, it was a definite reflection of just me being afraid and just saying the pretty parts, not the whole ugly, dirty truth. And, you know, my fear of being, perceived and it's like well I'm going to give them a little bit but if I tell them too much that's they can't handle all that and um for me I I just had to come with practice and also when when you mentioned um asking yourself why once you figure out that why it's like okay if I'm feeling this way now I'm going to keep feeling it if I don't get it out so let me self-assess and just go for it and just share. And to be honest, in most times it's received well, but there have been times where, and I'm thinking of that relationship, that toxic relationship in particular, where it wasn't perceived well, it was twisted. Um, And that kind of made me retract back a little bit because it was like, okay, I'm actually doing the conscious effort of telling you how I feel. And somehow you're twisting it into an attack. And it got to a point where it was like, I don't feel like, I don't want to say anything again. And unfortunately, you know, that's was the demise our, of our relationship because we just stopped communicating. But um, now practice makes perfect in that situation. Yeah. So one thing I just want to call out or two things, actually, Jasmine, based off of that testimony, thank you again for being vulnerable and sharing this. Again, this isn't easy. This isn't an easy conversation, but we're having it because we know the impact that it will make not only on ourselves, but also on the community, right? As Jasmine said, again, if you need to rewind this and re-listen to it, you're more welcome to is the more you're leaning into this, right? Again, the, or the less you're leaning into this, the more it's going to come up in your life, right? If it happened when you were 13 years old, it's going to happen again when you're 23 years old, unless you address it now, unless you address it now, and then it'll still come up. I'm going to tell you now, based off of my experience, it'll still come up, but you're going to be able to handle it 10 times better after that second chance, after that third, fourth, fifth chance, right? And I think that that is very highly important that that everybody listens to is that that's why we say and recommend that you lean into it is because once you lean into it, you're going to become better and there's going to be a better version of you when you come out of it. But Jasmine literally just provided her testimony of the gift that she was given, right? She She would bear her feelings. She would bear all of those feelings and all of those thoughts. And at the end of the day, it wasn't received well. So then what she wanted to do was close up and not share ever again. Right. Jasmine, I'm sure that crossed your mind. You're like, hell no, I'm not sharing this shit with nobody anymore. 
but what it taught her, right? Jasmine, correct me if I'm wrong, but what it taught you is no, it's actually the opposite. I know what my feelings are. I want to close off, but in reality, I know what's best for me. And what's best for me is to actually be more open about it instead of closed off. So that experience alone, Jasmine, gifted you with such a powerful voice and you being a very powerful woman that even adds to even more liberation and empowerment holistically. Right. So think of the gift that she just was able to, you know, to elaborate on uh, in that sense. And I want you to reflect within your own lives, like what that was. Right. Um, Michaela, again, I would love to hear your testimony in this space as well. Right. So how do you navigate from the darkest part of the tunnel all the way to the light. And what do you do? Man. One thing for me that was a huge thing was prayer. I prayed. And I I knew that everything that I was going through was for a reason. And I keep, and I listen to you guys, and I keep thinking of this past relationship. And it's just like Jasmine said, it was very similar to where I, at first felt like I could open up and be vulnerable. And I had always wanted that because I felt like I could never do it. Even within like my familial relationships, like even with my mom and dad, I was, I was like, yeah, I'll open up, but never did because there was always some kind of repercussion of maybe not being listened to or getting in trouble or something like that. But it was to a point where I was just divulging all this information. It felt really good. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just kind of turned and things were being twisted. And then I was like, oh, wait, like, these are my fears, like being thrown back in my face. Like, why am I opening up? And again, it was to that point where just the communication stopped and that relationship had to end. But in turn, it was understanding the things that the things that were coming up needed to be talked about. And some of them I realized were not meant to ha- like be in conversation with that person. But because I was able to learn that, I was like, oh, actually, I need to talk to my dad about this. I need to talk to my mom about this. I need to sit down and talk to myself about this. And I'm getting kind of emotional here. But um, it was a lot of self-reflection and understanding that it was not my fault. It was not bad for me to open up. It was, like you said, it was a gift. And looking back, realizing, okay, like, how can I communicate better? How can I perceive situations better? And it was a lot of faith and trust in my part, because I noticed that I was losing the faith and trust in him but I realized that was a reflection of myself. So I would turn and say, you know what, I'm going to pray on this. How am I supposed to do this? And through experience and actually doing and trying, whether it did work out or not, that is how I came to where I am and moving forward. I feel better. And it's like you said before, you might think that, Oh, being vulnerable and saying these things and having kind of someone turn it against you makes you want to shut down. But at this point, it makes me just want to talk more and say, no, like, this is what I'm trying to say. These are my words. If you're not going to listen, then that's on you. I'm going to find someone else who will. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. So again, this is very heavy, a very heavy topic. 
let's just let's just take a moment to recognize and bring awareness to the fact of this heavy topic but the heavy topic does not mean that it always has to be dark and part of this is one last thing i want to speak about is perfection oftentimes as human beings we want to be perfect ourselves but we also expect perfection from others and an example of this is when we are sharing our heart and our souls of the deepest and darkest from within we expect that person to be the perfect listener to hear us perfectly and understand our words perfectly to able to speak to our emotions better than ourselves and, and i'm not here to disappoint you but i will give you the truth that that is never going to happen that is never going to happen so one remember being perfectly imperfect is the best thing that can ever take place and to not ever cast expectations onto your partner as well as not onto yourself especially with mental health i use anxiety as this example because i myself have suffered from anxiety before in my life and without the remedies of of meditation journaling prayer and surrounding myself with people that understand what that is like I would most likely be suffering still to this day. And it's very similar to where if you've ever talked with anybody that hasn't experienced anxiety, they can only show or provide a certain level of concern and understanding if they haven't experienced it themselves. However, an approach that I invite the entire community to take is, Jasmine, I don't know what it's like for what you've gone through but I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy and willing to sit here with you through it all right here, right now. Michaela, I can't even describe what that would be like to experience in my own life, but I am willing to try to understand as much as I can and support you through this process. If you take that approach, you remove all expectations and all thoughts of, per, of, of perfection, and you actually allow that individual to express what needs to be expressed. You allow that individual, the container that they need to release and vent out and to speak to and put words to the emotion of the mental health uh, issues or capacity that need to be released. And you can have that with your partner. And if you don't have that, I please invite you to sit down and have this very serious conversation because the Jasmine's point, it will continue to haunt you until you resolve it. It will continue to come up in your life until you choose to actively address it holistically. And that's one of the biggest taboos and one of the biggest issues in our society is that we hold on to it far too long. And next thing we know, it's far too late. And we don't want that to happen to anybody. So please, by all means, open up, communicate more than you ever have been identify more of your wants from a relational perspective of what's going to benefit you because what benefits you is also going to benefit the relationship. And people are like, Derek, that's way too selfish. Good. I want you to be selfish because again, what's best for you is best for everybody. You are specifically here for a reason. And if you weren't, then you wouldn't be here. Your purpose is specific to a specific group of individuals that need to hear your message that need you in their lives, that needs to fill your energy and needs your support more than ever. And so you being selfish in those situations is going to benefit you, but it's also going to benefit everybody around you. And that also includes your romantic relationships, your relationship with family, 
any relationship that you'll ever have in your entire life. Oh man. So Michaela, Jasmine, this has been amazing, right? Uh, again, hopefully so many of the listeners can take back all of the valuable information and takeaways that they can utilize in their everyday life. This is not just a one and done, right? Try multiple different areas, literally get on Google and start to research some different areas and, and different opportunities uh, that will allow you to heal from these uh, specific emotions. And I'm just going to say this now because growing up when I was a kid, it was very taboo and seen as such a, a horrible thing if you have a counselor, a therapist, or even a coach. You guys, that's not the case anymore. We live in a, we live in a, a society, we live in a world now, right, where coaching is more invited than ever has been. Counseling and therapy is more invited than it ever has been. Mental health is opening up more than it ever has been. So again, if you ever need that help, just know, especially coming from me, if you need to come to me for any, anything that you need, Jasmine, Kayla, the same way, I'm sure, even no matter what is happening, they will be able to direct you or help you in some form or fashion. And again, you are never alone. Remember, you always have yourself. And by all means, just make sure that you're reaching out if you ever get to a point where you feel like there is nothing left, because we need you. We need you in this world. We need you to fulfill your purposes, right? And by all means, that's, that's one of the most important things that, that we need in this life. So I'm going to get off that box. Jasmine, Michaela, is there anything else that you have uh, for the listeners? No, I would think we unpacked. We started very quickly right out the gates today. Um, and I just want to say thank you just unpacking these things. And I also want to jump on the soapbox as well and just say that let's love each other a little bit more these days. There's so much chaos going on in the world. And I know that isn't the topic of conversation for our podcast today, but really, if you need help, find someone that can help you reach out to someone that you feel like, even if you, you don't know for certain they are in need of something, just check and see if they're okay. Because we really need that. Always remember that you are you for a reason. It, if people don't like you, then that's on them. Because there is, I mean, first of all, like Derek has said and will continue to say, and I cannot agree with more, you are 100% you as you are body, mind, spirit, you are effing incredible. You have so many gifts to offer and don't let anyone say that you are less than because that is just a reflection of shit that they need to deal with and they're projecting it onto you. And, you know, with relationships, some come and go, but eventually there is, you're going to find that person and you're going to balance each other out and be there and create something amazing. So don't give up on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. You come first. Yeah, that was said perfectly. Thank you. Wow. Oh, well, thank you, Derek, so much for speaking with us. And for our followers and our listeners, where can they find you at? Yeah, so uh, you, they can find me on my website, which is DerekWhiteCoaching.com. Uh, and my name is spelled a little different. So that's D-A-R-R-I-C-K and then white, just like the color coaching.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, which is my same name, Derek White uh, underscore. And then Facebook is the same name as well. Um, but yeah, you're more than welcome to reach out if you ever need anything. And again, just to know, right, just to put this out there is I'm not one of those individuals to where I fear tactic you into working with me. If I find a good fit um, somewhere else, I am absolutely going to refer that, um, refer you over to them, right? Because again, all that matters is what's best for you. 
um, and what you need in this current state, no matter where you are on your path. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, Derek, and for your amazing insight as always. Yes, thank you. Like what you've heard? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. Are you looking to take these lessons to the next level and bring them into your own life? If you're ready to release old patterns, negative habits, and thoughts, ditch your diet mentality and negative view of your body, and transform your body, mind, and life to the next level, the Mind, Body, and Spirit program is just for you. Click the link below to find out more. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to our channel to be the first to hear our weekly episodes. You can also find us on Instagram at Your Coach Jasmine, at Nourished Soul Coach, and on Facebook in the Nourished Souls community.